Hello and welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. We appreciate you joining us through this podcast. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Thank you once again for joining us and enjoy the message. I turn that project in and I'm, and I'm walking back to my dorm, I'm walking uh, along University Drive, University Drive is like one of the main roads. There's like three lanes. It's one way going that way. I'm on the left side of the road and I'm, I'm walking. Well, I'm coming up to an intersection and a car pulls in there. And when I get there, I thought, oh, I'll be a nice guy. And I'll go behind the car. So that way, if there's a clearing, you know, then the car can just turn onto the road. They don't have to wait for me. So nice guy that I am. And I'll walk over here. I get behind the car and I slip and I fall because it was December and there was ice in the road. And I don't even remember it being like snowy or snowing when I was there, but there was ice and I, and I slipped and I fell and man, was that embarrassing. But what made it even more embarrassing was that when I slipped and fell, I hit my, I hit my face on the back of the car. I think there was a spoiler, like on the trunk, and boom, and I, bam, and I, I hit my face on the spoiler of the car. That was embarrassing. What made it even a little more embarrassing was the person driving the car was a girl. Keep in mind, I wasn't married at this time. I'm a 20, 21-year-old college kid, you know. I think I'm pretty cool, and hey, well, no. And there's a girl in the car. And I remember, I still remember some of it fairly vividly, getting up and like looking. And the first thing I see is in her rear view, she's looking back at me in the rear view window. And I can see her eyes. And she has these like big eyes like, what just happened? What just hit my car? And so I get up and oh, I try to catch myself. And my ego is hurt a little bit. She kind of gets out of the car to see if I was okay. Because she realized I'd hit my face on her car. So I'm okay, I'm okay. Then I turn this way as I'm kind of getting up, and I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And I look to my left. Here's a pickup truck with two guys pulling up to the intersection, laughing hysterically at me, falling down. So I get up, I'm like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then I look like, oh, just just get out of here, get out of here. So I had another, I don't know, quarter mile, half mile walk to my dorm. I get in the dorm, and... I remember I always entered in. I'd go down in the basement and go to the mail room. Well, I get up to the doors. I catch myself in the reflection of the window. What is that? There's something right here. Well, there was blood dripping down my cheek. I didn't realize it. Like, I hit my face. I cut him on my cheekbone, and it felt like it was just maybe swollen up a little bit. Well, it cut myself in. So here I am, I've walked another half mile with like blood dripping down my face and I had no idea it even happened. And still to this day, I can, I'll show you if you want, but there's a little scar right there from my most embarrassing moment. So, oh, I'm glad I got to relive that. Here's the thing with my most embarrassing moment. I did not enjoy that. I didn't enjoy it at all. I didn't want it to happen, but it humbled me. It humbled me. It even maybe humiliated me. And when you think about your most embarrassing moment or a embarrassing moment, did you want that to happen? 
No, we don't really want to. We don't really want to be humbled in those situations. But I got news for you and for me. God calls us to be humble. God calls us to be humble. He calls us actually a lot to be humble. I'm going to share a couple of verses with you this morning about just the call to humbleness. But in the NIV version of the Bible, I think the word humble comes up like 73 times. And that just is the word humble. Humility, which also is a root of humble, uh, happens even more. So here's just a couple of verses that, that prove that God wants us to be humble. Ephesians 4.2 says, Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient bearing with one another in love. And then 1 Peter 5, verses 5 and 6 talks a lot about that. It says, In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. I think sometimes we see that verse and we stop there and be like, yeah, young people, be treat your, treat your you know, be, be respectful to older. But then we look on it, it says, what else it says? But all of you, so that wraps everybody back in, you and me and everybody, all of you clothe yourselves with humility towards one another because God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Then it goes on even more in verse six and says, humble yourselves, therefore under God's mighty hand, that may he lift you up, that he may lift you up in due time. And so God calls us to be humble. He calls us to have, sometimes looking back at the, in the moment, I didn't realize God was humbling me in that moment of embarrassment, but he was. And he humbled me through essentially humiliation. And you think, well, God's calling us humble, but he doesn't want us to be humiliated. And I would argue maybe a little against that. So I started looking at you know, the word humble. Um, the definition in the Greek comes up. It's that word, tapienu, something like that. Whenever I have these words in here, Christine, I don't think she's in here. Christine always corrects. She always has the good pronunciations. She told me, I forgot. But basically it means to make low, or there it is, humiliate. So the definition of humble has the word humiliate in there, which is humiliation. And actually that first part, the T-A-P-E-I-N, it's the same root as humility and humiliation as well. So God calls us to do these things. He calls us to be humble. And as, as we're walking through the book of Proverbs, I have a section here, if, you, if you've read it, it's um, Proverbs 22 through 28. And we went through humbleness stuck out to me. So I'm going to share a couple verses, one from uh, Proverbs 25, one from 27. And you're going you're to look at these verses, and neither one of the verses use the word humble in them, but they have everything to do with being humble. And so let me share those verses. Proverbs 25, 6 says, Do not exalt yourself in the king's presence. Do not claim a, a place among his great men. Doesn't say anything about being humble, but it has everything to do with being humble. Then in Proverbs 27, 1 and 2, it says, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. Let someone else praise you and not your own mouth, an outsider and not 
your own lips. And so we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about humbleness. The title of the message is Humbleness, the Art of Minimizing Me. We're going to take that, that, those scriptures, those two scriptures, pull a couple things out. I also have just some of my own thoughts on what does it mean in 2019 to be humble. We're going to get, those in, get to those in a minute, but will you pray with me first? So God, we come to you wanting to know more about your definition of being humble. Open our eyes, God, to, to what you have for us. God, I ask that you maybe convict us today, but also that you, that you soothe us. Give us your best definition of what it means in, in, in all these individual lives to be humble. Just speak through me today, God. Get me out of the way and let your word shine. I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. So I've got two points. Uh, the first one, if you have a handout, you can write this in. It says, we can be humble by downplaying our deeds. Downplaying our deeds. In verse 25, 6, it says, do not exalt yourself in the king's presence and do not claim a place among great men. And so that word exalt stuck out to me. I think it sticks out to me because it's a fairly common word that's used in the Bible. I didn't look that up. I should have looked up how many times exalts in the Bible. But it basically is hoopsu. Hoopsu. That might not be, that little thing above the O means something, but I don't know what it means. So maybe it's not hoopsu, but anyway. But it's to lift up and uplift, to, to raise up. So if we look at the scripture, the scripture says, do not exalt yourself. So basically do not raise yourself up among the kings. What's the word? Among the kings, in the king's presence to the higher people. Do not lift yourself up. Stay humble, right? Remember that definition of humble? To lower yourself. So that's what God is calling us to do, is to lower ourselves in the presence of others. Just a side note, it does not say don't be great. It just says don't act like you're great. That is a key to remember. God still calls us to greatness. He just basically says, don't tell everybody about it. Don't brag about it. Because that word brag is essentially what it means. Don't exalt yourself in the presence of it. Don't, don't praise yourself. But he still wants us to be great. So I start thinking about this. Okay, humbleness. What does it mean? What does it really mean practically for us to be humble? I started thinking about some things. I jotted some stuff down and I started doing some research on being humble. And so I, I created a list of, of five things here. Some of them, like I said, kind of come from me. Some of them are from some research. And you can write these down. So the first one is staying humble includes not bragging. Not bragging. 
in my definition, if you do that, you know, that word association thing, um, humbleness to me, that's like the first thing that comes to mind is that somebody that, that brags or if, if I brag, then I'm not being humble. Um, so that, that's one that's the reason I put that first is just don't brag. There's some things we can do in our life, I think, not to brag. We may not realize them. Um, one of the things that I've tried to do, even though I just did it right there, I try not to use as many I statements, like I did this or I did that, or, you know, um, especially if you're on a team, use things like we and us, and it just softens that language, becomes less braggy, less braggy. Because here's another side note because we really didn't do it on our own. We had the help from God to, to, to get us there anyway. So it really is us and we all the time. But yeah, not, not bragging. Another thing, second thing you write down, staying humble includes admitting when you're wrong or admit when you're wrong. Again, very difficult. It's difficult for me sometimes to admit when I'm wrong, especially in a world that we live in that's pretty prideful. You know, we want to take credit for a lot of things and or um, pass the blame onto others. This is key to remember, just admit, just to say, hey, I was wrong there. Again, the, the, our word choice can be big in that. Soften our language up a little bit. Um, I came from Vineyard, Mishawaka with Pastor Mark Pope. One of the, the words that I, that it's not a word, a phrase that he uses often that I've taken is, says, if he has an opinion on something, he said, I could be wrong, but, and then he'd state that opinion. It's just a way of, of that, the way that language can be to, to humble us a little bit, to make us be more humble. The third one, staying humble includes Repentance. Repentance. There's two ways. I use the word repentance because I think when we use the word repentance, we think repenting from our sins from God. And I think that is a way to stay humble. To, to go to God and say, I'm a sinner. I ask for forgiveness, God. So there's that kind of godly repentance, asking for forgiveness from God. But also staying humble means asking for forgiveness with other people. And just saying, if you made a mistake, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? I would even say, err on the side of a caution and apologize and ask for forgiveness more than you think you should. Even if you think you're right or you don't think, just say, hey, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? My wife said in first service, she can, I do that a lot with my wife. And since she's not in here now, I can say this. There are times where I think I'm right. And I still say, will you forgive me? And I, and I ask for forgiveness. We can do that with humans. So repentance with God and humans. The fourth thing, staying humble includes asking for help or ask for help. We can't do it on our own. There are 7 billion people in this world with 7 billion different skill sets and personalities and knowledge. Let's use it all. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. That's in Proverbs 2 somewhere. But we can do that. Ask for help. 
Then the last thing we can do to stay humble is by not criticizing others. Not criticizing others. Again, very hard to do. It kind of goes along with being wrong. We, we want to always pass the buck. If you're like me, I want to pass the buck. I want, I want to look good. I don't want to be humbled. And so, so I don't want to take the blame for, for things. And then I, I point it at somebody else and say, well, they did this. And it's, so it's criticizing others. I want to finish up this point with looking at a, a scriptural example of, of being humble and how Jesus deals with it and how it how it reacts with us. And this comes from John 8. I believe it's verses 1 through 11. It's the very first part of John chapter 8. We won't read it, but I'll, I'll paraphrase it. So basically what's happening in John 8, Jesus is teaching and then the, the Pharisees, the leaders come in and they, they bring an adulterous woman with them. And she's a sinner. And they basically say, Jesus, Here's this adulterous woman. Here's this sinner. Um, the, the, the old book, the book of Moses says that we should stone her. So let's, can we put her in the stocks and stone her or however they did it? And so Jesus, being Jesus, says, well, first he gets down and he writes something in the ground. Let me back up a little bit. These guys, these leaders, these Pharisees, they did not come into this situation with a humble heart. They're pointing the fingers, they're criticizing her. Look what she did. She's a sinner, let's stone her. That's what the law says, we have to do it. So they don't have this humble heart when they come in to the situation. So Jesus sees that, he gets down and, and he, he's writing something in the dirt. Then he gets up and he says, okay, you're right, the old book says, let's stone this woman. So you without sin, anybody here, that has no sin in their life, throw the first stone. And then he gets back down and he starts writing something else in the ground. Slowly, the leaders start to leave. And when Jesus, he's not really paying attention, he's writing. And when he gets up the second time, he looks at the girl, the, the adulterous woman, and says, did anyone throw a stone at you? She said, nope. Nobody threw a stone. So what happened in that situation was Jesus, through the power of Jesus, humbled them. They came in with this boastful heart and saying, this is what we got to do, and Jesus humbles them. Whereas the woman, she comes in and she comes in with a humbled heart saying, yeah, she didn't deny it. She didn't say anything the entire time. And what does Jesus do at the end? He lifts her up. He ends up saying to her, great, nobody threw a stone. Walk away and sin no more. You're free, go. We're not gonna stone you. So she comes in with a humble heart and he lifts her up. And so I think that's just a great example of a biblical example of what humbleness will do. And we'll kind of get back to that a little bit at the end. So anyways, that's the first point. We can be humble by downplaying our deeds. The second thing, I'll go through this fairly quickly, but we can be humble by bragging about our buddies. I like alliteration. You can tell from some of you are going, what is alliteration? 
repeating of the same letter sound over and over. So Proverbs 27, uh, mainly in verse 2, it says, um, let someone else praise you and not your own mouth, an outsider and not your own lips. So when we look at humbling ourselves, there's two ways we can do it. The first point, right, we can lower ourselves. We can, we can lower ourselves, and that's staying humble. But the other thing is we can lift other people up. We can lift others up. It's another way to stay humble, to, to lift everybody else up above you. And so I'm going to take this time, and I'm going to brag about one of my buddies. His picture will come up. That's John Burke. Brother John, some of you know him as Brother John. And so I tried, John's sitting here. John, I tried, I thought about getting a better picture, but this, and it is a funny picture, but this exemplifies who John Burke is. John, this picture was taken at the um, block party that we had about a month ago or so. He's got a red mustache on his nose. He's got, looks like, Tiger print on the side of his of his cheek. I don't know about you. I don't think I would do that. Like that. But but John does. He's got the tickets all around. And I I will bet John's here so he can answer this. I'll bet a a, a child painted that on his face. Is that right, John? Yeah. He let a little child, he humbled himself to lift somebody else up. He humbled himself and let a child paint that on his face. That's, that, that is the kind of guy that John is. He serves, he has his Lighthouse Kids shirt on right now. He serves in our children's ministry. He's on the prayer team. He knows his Bible. You have a Bible question, go to John. He'll help you answer it. John is a great, humble ambassador for Jesus. And so it's fun to brag about John. So let me ask you this. Who is your John Burke? Who is that person in your life that you know that says, I'm going to brag about this person this week? It could be your wife, your husband, your spouse a co-worker, a friend. But think about that this week and lift them up. Lift them up and tell somebody about them. And ultimately, I'll challenge you with this because again, I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not up here preaching at you like I'm, a, I'm not very good at this either. But find a time, an opportunity, an opportunity to brag about Jesus. I can brag about Jesus in the church. It's easy. But when I go to work or I'm out with friends, it's hard for me to do. But I think it's important for us to brag about Jesus. That's a way of us staying humble and lifting him up. So as we close... I'm going to call Krista up. And I want us to have that same bragging about Jesus, that thought in our head, because we're going to do something a little different that I don't know if we've done here. But in Matthew 
23.12, it says, for those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. And so I, wanna, I want us to practice humbling ourselves and we remember there are two ways to do it. We can lower ourselves to humble ourselves, but also lift others up. And we're gonna do both of those this morning. I'm gonna move this out of the way, but what I want, we're gonna sing a song and the words are simple. They're not gonna come up on the screen, but we can physically get in a, in a lowering ourselves posture. And when we do that, it raises everything else up. So when we're in a, we're in a, a lower position, ultimately Jesus can get lifted up. And I've lowered myself and I can even come down here. I could lower myself even more. And the lower I get, the more Jesus shines. And so I want us, what I want us to do in this moment, we're gonna sing a song, it's called I Exalt Thee. It's just a, um, we've sang it here before. We're just gonna sing that, the chorus or whatever it's called, saying I exalt thee. But I want us to get in a, in a posture, if you're able, I want you to get on your knees and lower ourselves and humble ourselves in the presence of Jesus, because when we do that, then Jesus becomes higher. So if you're able in this time, will you join me? Again, you can get on your knees. If you're not able, somehow maybe just lower your head, bow your heads just in a, in a posture of lowering ourselves so Jesus can remain higher. Then we'll sing this song. We will exalt, we will lift Jesus up and then I'll close shortly. I exalt thee, I exalt thee, I exalt thee, oh Lord, I exalt thee, I exalt
So Jesus, we do, we exalt you, we lift you up. We are honored to be able to, to lower ourselves so you shine greater. That is our prayers we leave here, is that we exalt you, O oh Lord. We pray this in your mighty, mighty name. Amen. Thank you guys so much as you can sit back in your seats and get your feeling back in your legs. Again, thanks for joining us. That's officially all we have. If you do have a prayer request, a personal prayer request, you can come sit in the front row. We have a prayer team that wants to pray for you. So just come sit in here. Other than that, um, you're dismissed and have a great Sunday afternoon. Thank you for enjoying the message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthousevineyard.church. Thank you once again for being part of our family, and we'll see you next time.